back to batting around. It's batting around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host Shane Oss. With me, uh, as always. Wait, no, she's not here. Lauren's gone this time, but Steven's here. Yo, yo, <laughs> and then uh, filling in for Lauren, returning guest Michael Bauman. How's it going? I'm, I'm disappointed to learn that Lauren's avoiding me. I don't know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> personally offended uh that we invited you on without asking her and so she's ducking it Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to have a conversation about this (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh but yeah welcome back it's your first your your first time solo yeah i don't have emma to walk me through (laughs) she's on next week whatever's gonna happen oh it's good Yeah, it's funny. We were like, oh, we got to get these two on. Oh, do we want to get them on at the same time? Maybe. Just have them eternally locked together, yeah. like bound together at all times. When were we on? Was it right before the playoffs last yeah, year? It was. It was. Okay. Yeah. We spent like the entire month, entire like next month together because she was at the uh, covered most of the NL playoffs through the, the Philly series. So mm-hmm. I think she was tired. I, I, she doesn't need to speak to me again. She had enough last fall. <laughs> how, how are the Phillies doing? Well, we got two, uh, two Phillies people here. I'll allow it if we want to have have like a little Phillies discussion if you'd like. I ain't saying shit until Bauman does because he actually pays attention and is smart. No, oh, you just... say pay attention. I've been tracking most of the rest of the league. I've not really been paying that close attention to the Phillies um, since the... Jeez, it was the last homestand. I was there for the the Red Sox series. So ups and downs, I guess. Taiwan Walker not looking very good. That's too bad. He looked fine in one of the one of one of the starts he did in, in like Colorado. I don't know. Listen, they're on a losing streak right now, and like when they lose more than four games in a row, I just completely check out until they win again. Yeah, that's probably a smart thing to do. So, yeah, that's good baseball analysis for this baseball podcast. <laughs> We're Listen, really I'm, I'm really trying with like Lauren really does do a lot to help us stay on like baseball track. I think yeah, she actually like crunches numbers and does stats. Mm-hmm. They're goofy, yeah. but they're what a very appreciated. <laughs> I think like the one saving grace is that the Mets are also not doing that well. Although they oh, yeah, that, like that walk off win last night. But it's it's one of those. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you things in terms of like total vibe collapse because mm-hmm. you really got those three teams all uh, occupying a very similar psychological space. And uh, as long as you're not like the out and out worst, I think you're you're okay. My take on the Phillies so far, I know there's been a lot of Sturm and Drang on the timeline. A lot of people just fucking like completely losing their minds. I think they're good. I think they're better than they're playing. I'm not letting it get to me until, you know, we're all we're getting to the point now where where you got to start paying attention. But we're not there yet. And they're still very much in the mix at least for the wild card which was expected coming into this anyway i don't think anybody was like oh they're gonna they're gonna be better than atlanta um i was saying the marlins are gonna be in second place this whole time they are currently in second place i was always saying that yeah Uh, yeah but even that's not like completely outside the realm of what we thought was possible also i've just Pull the standings up they're in second place with a minus 52 run differential yeah so awesome. like there is no more marlin's place to be mm-hmm. than <laughs> in second place with a minus 52 run differential so like all this will shake out like my personal opinion if i've said this a lot but this is probably not a great thing for a professional baseball writer to say if I had my choice, I would just ignore MLB until after the college baseball regular season ends because there's because uh, yes. there's just not enough like baseball having been played to really draw big sweeping predictive conclusions from it. You know, you get to Memorial Day, then which is only a couple weeks away. But, you know, we get there, then we'll talk. Then we'll you know start talking yeah, about uh, thinking about panicking. Wait. Yeah. Wait. 60 games to panic is the yeah. kind of yeah. the, the advice that I that I've heard given out a lot that i really agree with you can you can glean some things but like the big stuff no like i would be panicking if they were further behind but they're not yeah if if they were where the cardinals are 
Yeah, and... <laughs> the Cardinals should be panicking. <laughs> Although, you know, look at that. They've been okay. They've been pretty good the last oh, like, yeah. week or so. So they're the Cardinals have picked it up uh, a yeah. lot. Like Nolan oh, Arenado shit. hit home hit a home run in like five games in a row. <laughs> their yeah. their lineup has been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the pitching's still pretty bad, but it's the like the lineup could could carry them up. I think that there's a lot more weirdness with the schedule because of or a lot more weirdness with the standings because of the schedule and yeah. the rule changes. Yeah. I think that's probably true because the Phillies have not hosted the Braves or Mets yet. I don't think they've uh, okay, played either of those teams, I right? Look, look, I looked at this the other day because I was curious. The Phillies have played three games against their division this year. That doesn't compute. Every other team has played significantly more than that against their division. Like, like I'm just looking at it. Atlanta, like I, I went to the standings and I went to advanced and it tells you their record against each division. Yeah. And the Phillies record against their division is one and two. Meanwhile, the Mets are nine and eight. <laughs> Miami is eight and 12. Atlanta is 13 <laughs> and 10. That's absolutely nuts. Particularly because like this team, like it, there have been years where it felt like they played nobody but the Marlins for six weeks at a time. Yeah. And, and that is going to have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like at some point, but even like going to other divisions, like let's see, let's look at the AL East. They played a lot of interleague too. The team in the AL East that has played the least of the rest of the AL East is Baltimore at six and six. Mm. And in the, in the AL central, uh, Detroit's been as four and two against the rest of the central, but every, all the other teams have more than that. No one has only played just one series. <laughs> it's oh, weird. And yeah. the Phillies have the Mets and the Braves coming up very shortly, I believe, which that is going to be a time for, for people freaking out. Yeah. I mean, they get swept in both those series. Then we can talk then it, about Then it's yeah. yeah then Talk about trading Aaron Nola. But listen, like they are not playing today, so that is not my problem to think about. Yeah, they got. I mean, the Cubs this weekend, the Diamondbacks. I'll be at the the Diamondbacks games. Uh, I don't know. The Cubs are sort of whatever, but the Diamondbacks are good this year. And like, even yeah. if they're not like make the playoffs good, they're like ruin your season good. Yeah, yeah. they're sort of like what the Marlins were for for most of the 2010s. Um, I think they're going to be like. They're going to be on the verge of contention, maybe this year, if not, uh, if not this year, the next, because they got a lot of good young players and they're not going to, I don't know, it's not going to be an easy series. A few episodes ago, or maybe last, I don't know, I don't remember time, we did a vibe check and they, they passed their vibes with flying good colors, vibes. If, I re- Very yes. good. if I recall. Excellent. Excellent ones, yeah. One of the most vibe forward organizations out there right now, I think. <laughs> Padres only a game ahead of the Rockies right now. I got a I got a text from a friend of mine just said like I hate the Padres so much. I did not realize that they were in that position. Fourth place right now. Yeah, and Machado. I've been I've had my head down all day. I don't know if there's new more news about uh Machado's broken bone in his hand, but that's mm, haven't looked either. Only gonna make only gonna make matters worse. This man, w- there is some potential for the uh, for the NL side of the playoff bracket to get real goofy this year. Hell yeah! There's some. I'm hoping. Right now, it looks like we're screaming toward the third Braves Dodgers NLCS in four years. You know, so it's please no. But the, you know, the the three teams I think are really like really fucking the pony right now are the Phillies, the Mets, and the. And the Padres and all three of them are still, you know, very much within striking distance of the playoffs. So, I'm, you know, who's the Pirates are still holding one. Like, come on, who actually thinks the Pirates are still going to be at a wild card spot? God, like, I, even at the all-star break. It was I'm so glad we talked to Charles when we did, because they they nosed that they came back to Earth immediately. <laughs> Charles was offended when I said we should get you on before they come falling back to Earth. <laughs> and he's like oh like we have to do it now it's like yeah yeah man <laughs> we we do <laughs> and then right after that they went like uh one and nine or something yeah uh, <laughs> i mean the, the first two months of the season just in terms of like what i what i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to write about there are two kinds of posts well three kinds of posts mm-hmm. one is like 
this is an interesting thing that's just happening in isolation. Two, this is an interesting thing that I think will continue. And three, this is an interesting thing that I'm trying to write about before it goes away. And mm-hmm. the pirates are definitely trying to write about it before it goes away. Did y'all see the, the, the thing with the City Field scoreboard? I just saw that it flashed a giant Rays logo up there. That's like, very funny. I don't know. Was there any explanation for that? Somebody like clicked the wrong button or was there like it, a Mr. Like, Robot style cyber was... attack? <laughs> <laughs> the hackers have, have, have claimed City Field. All the nerds from the Tampa Bay Analytics yeah, Department. It, are... it, it like went off. Like the, there was some sort of malfunction, like turned it off for a bit and that like kind of stopped play for a sec. And then when it came back on, it was just a giant Rays logo. And then immediately uh, Jose Siri blasted a solo home run to make the score seven to one Rays. Oh, my which, God. Which is just it, which is just perfect. Mommy, mommy, it's a microcosm. It's a microcosm. <laughs> yeah. This generation of ball players, these Zoomers can't live without their screens. They got to stop play because the Jumbotron goes out. <laughs> The the Phillies and the Mets feel like they're in a very similar space right now. I mean, this is the the thing that we don't want to admit, but like this is like the Pawnee yeah. Eagleton of yeah. of Major <laughs> League. I've said it many times before. They're the same fan base yeah. uh, that like different colors, and I'm fine. I I don't uh, listen. I, I don't think that's offensive to me at all. I think that's very apt. Uh. I don't know. I think it's offensive, but also it makes me think of what our friend Corinne Landry said about friends that uh, men don't like to think that they're Ross because what they hate about Ross is what they hate about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of <laughs> it's true for one, but also that's the Mets. So that that was funny. I, I really I have I've had my head down the past week. Uh, I've been like fucking eyeballs deep in the new Zelda game. So I, I have I have paused that to to have this conversation. Yeah, so I've I never won't. I've never played a Zelda game. I'm not really familiar with the premise. Um, I was not a video games kid growing up, uh, but my wife was, mm-hmm. and she has a Switch, and she has also been eyeballs deep in the. I don't like using that phrase. I'm not. I'm no. Mm. Uh, <laughs> she's been very preoccupied with the. Uh, uh, what are the tears of the kingdom or whatever the whatever it's called and so my my like lifelong assumption was that this is a video game series like sort of you know like a fantasy series where like a robin hood type guy rescues a princess Mm, right yeah yeah and well if, if i'm wrong about that i certainly didn't think that this was like a kerbal space program type game where you build giant machines mm -hmm. to commit atrocities against travelers with backpacks because because <laughs> i've seen this all over twitter and tiktok it's nothing but people doing atrocities against the the koroks and Look, this yeah, is a very they, different game than i thought yeah just be. putting them up there like it's a uh, fury road like he's like the blood bag on their I, cars yeah so <laughs> i i god i feel mm. i'm gonna share this piece of information about me uh in a public at risk of it doing it in public. Uh, that hurts my feelings. Those those little guys are so fucking cute. And yeah. I, like, genuinely, I understand. I get it. It's very funny to crucify a Korok. Um, <laughs> it just hurts my feelings because they're too cute. I'm like, no, why would you want to? He's looking for his friend. Go help him. Yeah, the whole time he's just like, where's my friend? Where's my friend? (laughs) Yeah, my cats, when they've been separated, one of them has been stuck in my bedroom recovering from being neutered. And that's what they've been doing this whole time. My friend, my my friend, why have you forsaken me? um i definitely yeah yeah, i definitely don't understand like nothing about these creatures seems offensive to me that i would want to they're deep put them on a spit and burn them which is what i've seen seen done normal in the old in the other in the old game that you do little things and then they give you things that you can try like you know it's part of the like the leveling up whatever 
but in the previous game it was just they're playing hide and seek with you you'll like be flying around the map in your little kite and you'll see like a circle of stones but one stone is missing and if you go down and put that stone where it should be a little a little guy will pop up and he'll say you found me here's 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 the thing that'll help you with your inventory and I, like there's nothing offensive about that and now you no, can build fine. a giant rube goldberg machine to disembowel yeah. them yes <laughs> what sold me on it like i'm i'm historically not very big into the zelda games mm-hmm. i played breath of the wild for like maybe 20 hours had a fine enough time and then when my friend was like yeah i want you know the game cartridge whatever back i didn't bother buying another one but when I saw people making like, oh, this is like a two-stage rocket that I have to yeah. use every time to like launch my <laughs> launch my little like hang glider, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in for this. <laughs> All I, in on this. I am. I am also not historically a Zelda person. Breath of the Wild is actually the first Zelda game I played, but uh, it really it took me in a way that I I took to it in a way that I was very much not expecting because I'm not a big like open world guy Mm -hmm. because it just like the way that they give you like missions and the way that the game actually functions like kind of to me undercuts the beauty of an open world thing but breath of the wild didn't undercut it for me i was just like oh cool i can just like (laughs) during the pandemic my my go-to de-stress activity was taking an edible getting high as fuck and then just literally walking around in breath of the wild because it was just so pretty and i liked that and and now i get to fucking skydive hell yeah i could build a car yeah hell yeah i will not be committing war crimes but i am doing almost all the other stuff because yeah, it's a fun game i'm not very far into it right now i played it for a couple hours when i first got it the other day and then when I like shut it off and re and like load my save back up, I had to backtrack to go get something, but it wouldn't let me. But or all my like bridges that I made to get across some water were gone, mm. <laughs> like they were not in the save or something. And so I'm like, oh well, I guess I'm kind of stuck. I guess I'll like just like do, you know, errands or <laughs> clean my apartment or something. <laughs> I guess I'll like work. <laughs> it's actually Ew. been very effective at keeping me away from it. Damn. All right, I got a segue to a next topic. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Nintendo, Ooh. Nintendo 64, which which of you was played played a bunch of GoldenEye? I can't be the only one that played a bunch of GoldenEye here, right? I played some. I didn't uh, have any consoles growing up, but my neighbor had an N64, and we played plenty of GoldenEye. Well, I remember how big of a deal Peking was. Yes. Well, Peking's back. Oh. <laughs> hmm? It was anyway. The Yankees Blue Jays drama. Did you see oh, that? Oh yes, yeah. I did. Peking. They're so mad about peaking. Anyway, this was really stupid. They we're using Pitchcom. I did. Yeah. So this is. I, I've actually. <laughs> Can had you a... explain this to me? Because I have. I saw that this was a thing, but I did not want to pay attention. Please explain sure. this to me. So the Yankees are uh, playing the Blue Jays the other day. Aaron Judge is up to bat. The Toronto booth notices that, like, oh, he like peaked over a little bit uh when we like you know broke his eye contact with the pitcher you know broke he wasn't looking at the pitcher for for just a moment and he did this like twice in the game and he hit a home run <laughs> on one of them when they were talking about it and so people are like oh like everyone's brain is so poisoned by, by cheating thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. they're looking for cheating everywhere that uh they they just assumed he's cheating but it turns out no he was just looking to the first base coach <laughs> who had been gone way outside of where he's supposed to go. Like every fucking first and third base coach does and could just see that the, the tipper, the pitcher was tipping his pitches. Yeah. Like big deal. It's nothing. It is literally nothing. But of course it uh, became discourse the other day. It was very, very stupid. So I'm, I'm disappointed in John Schneider who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he is just kept escalating this and it's yeah. just the, like he should know better it was Um, so obviously nothing well here's here's the thing like there's the glance to where whatever aaron judge was looking at and then you look at the the overhead view of the field and the coaches are out of their boxes but they're behind the boxes which you don't see that much because usually if the coach gets out of his coaching box he'll come up right right um 
And one explanation for that is like, if the catcher's not hiding his signs, well, you could try to get a better angle on it. But the thing is the blue Jays were using pitch com when this happened. Right. And the pitch that judge hit out was like an absolute cement mixer. It's mm-hmm. like Jaron judge hits that pitch out nine times out of 10, whether he knows yeah. it's coming or not. And so with all this context, the booth dropping that is kind of irresponsible. I agree. Uh, yeah. But it follows on the heels of the some New York talk radio guy. It was a bald guy in a hoodie. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> um, was saying that the Rays are good. They've got to be cheating. I don't know how they're doing it or what they're doing. He had no theory of the crime. He had like no idea what where they were supposedly gaining an advantage. He was just like, I just know they're cheating. And like, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff here that I would never say on Twitter or write on fan graphs, uh, because I think this is an audience that's going to be more receptive to this. One one of the few bigotries that I have in my life is that broadcast journalism people are the dumbest fucking people on the planet. Like, <laughs> if they had two brain cells to rub together, they would have become writers. Instead, they <laughs> they decide to ron burgundy themselves and this you know this goes for radio and tv and like and so like what like what baldy mccuddy face was saying it like it barely counts as sports analysis because it's just stupid incendiary shit for for an audience of stupid incendiary people and whatever but like that's the kind of climate that the toronto TV booth is operating in and it all feeds into like you mentioned the the Astros thing everybody's seeing ghosts because the Astros thing I think that's part of it but also fandom has become so poisoned and toxic like throughout our society not just baseball not just sports but like I am I am morally equivalent to the things I like (laughs) so if my team is losing I must be morally deficient but I know that I'm not morally deficient because, you know, I have my own values and I feel good about the way I'm living my life. But my team's losing, which means God is mad or it means that the team that's beating us is cheating. And I don't know how and I can't explain it and I don't have any coherent explanation. I'm not going to believe the amount of evidence that says that they weren't or says that they weren't doing it in the way that I that I thought they were. I'm just going to fill my fucking diaper. These are like like Aaron Boone didn't cover himself in glory here either, but like, when's the last time Aaron Boone handled conflict? Well, that's very true. It's just so it it's, it ought to be beneath the dignity of some of the people who have been perpetuating this. And, you know, it's dumb enough that like Aaron judge, like I I had made a joke about like, I wish that the person who's being accused of peaking was someone with a sense of humor and not Aaron judge. And Aaron (laughs) judge is like doing bits about it now. That's how, like how stupid do you have to be that Aaron judge is able to make fun of you, that it occurs (laughs) to him to make fun of you. Oh God. That's so true. Between that and the, the Red Sox, not particularly. Oh oh, yeah. Oh yeah, with the Domingo I thought you were going somewhere completely different. We no, the, where you're the going Domingo Herman thing that. is also very funny. Speaking of Aaron Boone, because yeah, I mean that was that was very funny. Just like oh no, I he, he's just acting. I have no idea what's going on with any of this stuff with with him. But like the um said, it was the stickiest hand he ever felt, and this was after the um, you know he's been what ejected or warned about this several times. The Yankees, yeah, kind of. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's definitely know. happened on and off with the Yankees. And, you know, Herman, I don't know, I guess the less said about yeah, him specifically, guy. the better. But, yeah. uh, like, it, it was just so funny. First of all, the phrase, it's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My Very life funny. is is in two distinct segments. There was the time before <laughs> I heard that phrase, and there was the time after I heard that phrase. Because I just started thinking about, like, I grew up... Um, like, I grew up in the Pine Barrens, which means if you go outside and you touch a tree you're going to have to wash your hands for like 10 minutes once you oh, get yeah. back it's inside. Disgusting. Yeah, it's it's like it. I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but I'm a lifelong, like very thorough hand washer. And I think it's because of being a very sticky handed child because the environment was trying to make my hands <laughs> sticky. So I like I'm just thinking about the you touch the wrong part of the tree type of sticky hands. And I think a lot about how sticky baseball players hands are all the time to begin with between all the rosin and the pine tar and like 
all the bubble gum they're eating in the the fucking dugout. Like these are disgusting men. Like horrible textures. They have to everywhere. walk around like collecting lint on the Ugh. palms of their hands all the time. And to have <laughs> that a man who works in that line of work, a very well paid, highly trained, very specialized, uh, and and highly skilled worker, such as an umpire, going to his white collar job, and his job is to touch this guy's sticky ass hands. <laughs> hands so sticky that he like my favorite part of this is you go back to like he goes back to the dugout the camera follows him and he's you know he's talking to somebody is he's gonna go back to the clubhouse and he sort of puts his hand on his hip and he takes it away and you could see the visible line of pine tar that was <laughs> left in his how long would you have to wash your hands before you feel clean eating that's, with that that's hand? gross God. egregious you've managed to make you've managed to gross me out <laughs> steven what's the stickiest your hands have ever been I don't know. The, I don't know that my mother listens to this podcast, so I'm not answering that question. I don't know. Like little kids have sticky hands. Yeah, I know. I was a very sticky handed. Were child. you a sticky child? Yeah, I had I had undiagnosed ADHD and uh, was an idiot. Yeah. So just bumping into walls and not bouncing <laughs> off, just sticking to it. I fell a lot, too. I broke each of my arms separately the same exact way. Falling off a swing. Yikes. That's a nightmare. Falling off a swing the same way. Proving that I do not learn. You just learned to put a different arm out in front is all that happened. Yeah, I guess so. Like between the two <laughs> happening, all you learned is like, no, I'll put my left out this time instead. Yeah, put my right arm down result. last time and I broke that. So let's try the other Let's side. try the other one. Oh, snap. You know what? I, I like that framing because then it implies that I stopped because I ran out of arms to break. <laughs> or that you thought about it at all between. Uh, leaving unanswered the question of what happens if you fall off a swing in such a way that it breaks your legs. I, mm -hmm. I You know... As 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 a man in his thirties now who um gets hurt sleeping, yeah, uh, I'm not interested in interrogating that at all. I will not <laughs> be on another swing <laughs> without like it being one of those swings at an amusement park with a with a fucking seatbelt. That's a good policy. All right. Well, what are we moving on to? Is there our, uh, our uh, we is could there no more dancing around it? Yeah, uh, we, we could we could uh, submerge ourselves in hell. Uh, now uh and ruin all the moderately positive vibes that we've been going with thus far and talk about the dodgers Bauman, do you want to talk about the dodgers it's like what are the dodgers doing oh yeah that they did that they um, did that i mean uh, i think it, it's really appropriate for the straight guy on the podcast to lead, yeah well, you know lead off the exactly, discussion about that is exactly why i why i yeah we're we're, we're grilling you I'll about do this. it if you this ask is, me to uh, this yeah. is a test this is a test yeah Go ahead. oh no my allyship is <laughs> mm -hmm. yep <laughs> the dodgers fucking disinvited a charity group from pride night because Fucking Marco Rubio and the Catholic League uh, pissed their pants about it because the group was uh, the sisters, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who are a like group of activists who do drag and kind of have like a Catholic, like a nun theme. Um, and the Catholics were all mad about that, and and uh, yeah. the Dodgers. Rather than recognize this uh, organization that has raised fuck tons of money for decades and was yeah. really, really active and doing amazing work during the AIDS epidemic, um, the Dodgers, after identifying that they are an organization worth acknowledging, shit canned them in a public statement. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. Fucking imagine backing down to Bill Donahue. Like, ugh. I can't believe that, like, people are still doing that. He's been around my entire life, like, being a whiny little asshole. And, like, yeah, fucking Marco Rubio. He couldn't even get, like, a Republican politician that has some heat. Like, fucking Marco Rubio. Come on. Florida's Marco Rubio. Mm -hmm. State thousands of miles away from California. He's even, yeah. and not even that, like, he's, like, the third or fourth most, more, most important slash threatening Florida Republican anymore. Yeah. This is, yeah, he's got no juice, which. I forgot he was still around oh. until this happened. Mm -hmm. Lucky man. 
Okay. I've learned a lot in the the past twenty four hours. Like I, you know, I wasn't particularly familiar with the uh, sisters of of perpetual indulgence and all the work that they've done. And so, like you know, people have been talking about this on Twitter. And so that's like you know, it's been good to learn about that. I also recently learned that Bill Donahue is not Phil Donahue, the no. former talk show host. No, very different. Which is man. a misconception I've been laboring under for most of my adult life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Donahue, uh, pretty cool actually. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. No, Bill cool. Donahue, a uh, huge piece of shit. Yeah, uh, let's terrible not, little Catholic libel, piece of shit. Yeah, libel Phil. Let's not libel Phil Donahue. No, 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 no. I would never. I don't know if it's. Is it my turn to talk yet? Go for yes, it. Go okay. for it. All right. I'm. I'm just trying to listen. <laughs> trying not to center my own. Um, what strikes me about this whole song and dance, and I, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. Like, it came across Twitter that LA pride is backing out of uh, uh pride night at Dodger stadium, which I think is the appropriate Good. response. Yeah. Um, but what they said was in the interest of unity, like that was what mm-hmm. the Dodgers said. And at times like this, and yeah. when it comes to there's, you know, there will always be conflict between oppressed or marginalized groups and groups that seek to oppress and marginalize. And when those two come into conflict, the what I would call, you know, the Dodgers, I think, are not like an out and out evil organization. They're amoral, like they exist yeah. to to generate profit, which is what most organizations do in a, you know, in a pluralistic liberal capitalist system. And when the marginalized group comes into conflict with a group that seeks to oppress or marginalize, what those amoral organizations do like the Dodgers is they talk about unity. They don't like conflict at all. And they act like it's possible not to pick a side. And when they do pick a, and so like we want unity. Well, we want unity with who do you want unity with this, you know, with this charitable organization? Do you want unity with, with gay people, with trans people, or do you want unity with people who want to marginalize and in some cases eradicate gay and trans people? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just instructive the kind of language that gets used. This was something that frustrated me. I, you know, I remember I um when Beto O'Rourke was was uh running for Senate, I did a story on him for the ringer. I got to have a one-on-one interview with him. And I asked him because part of it, he ran on a lot of like very progressive policy positions. Um, and a lot of what I like wanted to really sit down and, and get an answer from him on was he talked about wanting to work with Republicans if elected to the Senate. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, that's just what you have to say in order Mm -hmm. to get elected. Um, But one thing I I asked him point blank was work with them to accomplish what? Like the, the goal is not to find consensus. The goal is not to pass legislation, any kind of legislation. It's to achieve policy. ends. It's to achieve social change. And how do you work with people who are diametric, like who are ideologically opposed to progress or in this case not even progress just like the sustainment of the the tenuous grasp on on you know social acceptance and respectability that that some people have and it's it's, it's something that frustrates me about amoral organizations and sort of ideologically liberal organizations is that their goal is not to achieve an end it's to avoid conflict and so when Mm. somebody like bill donahue and not phil donahue uh when (laughs) thank you you know when the angry catholic guy comes out with his you know army of people who are willing to phone bank because they don't have a life you know people who i saw a thing pass across twitter megan hunt the state legislator from nebraska was um Responding to a colleague who said that the the abortion filibuster um, forced her to miss like her granddaughter's high school graduation or something or, you know, some family event. And Megan Hunt said, you know, I'm doing this to protect my children. And the difference is you hate your children more than or you hate my children more than you love your own. And that's like the kind <laughs> of. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of she rocks, by the way. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great line, if nothing else. Um I try not to have like opinions on on politicians as like as entities, yeah. but sure. uh, to be clear, she the she rock statement was about the things she's been saying about her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ab- absolutely. I don't know anything else about her. 
I'm sure she's got dark secrets because she's, she's an elected, an elected to, official yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah. I don't doubt that. I don't know. But regardless, this is not about her. This is like, this was just, I, I really like the way she put that. And so like, that's the motivating animus behind people like Bill Donahue and people who protest, you know, protest events like pride and like, they hate you more than they love their own. And oh, it's it, like the inability to recognize that, or maybe it's not even an inability to recognize it, but like the Dodgers don't care. They don't, understand they clearly don't care enough to oh, like God, actually God. put in any amount of thought <laughs> into this because if they I think you know, if they really did the calculus on it they would I think they would figure out like that it's it's not going to help them any to yeah. to do this dis disinvitation to 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 cower to you know Marco Rubio and all the you know braying assholes there's not going to be any real benefit to them at all like you're always going to be the woke dodgers no matter what because you're mm -hmm. still doing a pride mm -hmm. night and even Just, if they weren't they're still yeah. in california where yeah. yeah yeah who gives a fuck like absolutely they gain who gives nothing they gain from, nothing like capitulating to bad faith actors yes that's the other thing that's the other frustrating thing is like it's the the obvious bad faith actor you keep like how many times are you going to fall for this shell game? Well, we've seen, we're now seeing like a perfect microcosm of all like the kink at pride discourse and all of that stuff about how like it's never enough if you, if you can't, if you give like these like fascists and yeah. these bigots like an inch, they're not going to stop there. They're only going to want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. You like every, every single time it's just like, no, there's no amount of like respectable that we can be where they'll stop. They will continue to mm -hmm. do it no matter what. And we're now just seeing it in like fast forward here. <laughs> like you're still like you still like, you go on Twitter and you see like in the, the replies to the Dodgers thing. There's still a whole bunch of like bl like blue checks in there being like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Still fucking woke. Still Budweiser there or whatever. Still Bud Light there. Uh, just like a bunch of dumb shit like that. So like there's there's no there's no pleasing these people. You just look like assholes. You undermine the whole like all the good faith you have by having any sort of pride night or anything. Not that it's that great of a thing to be good. Right. With, but, like, but it's come on. It's a public turning of your back on mm -hmm. a community that is actively under threat right yeah. now yeah. in this very yeah, moment that we're we're seeing the you know, the results of just like demonizing uh yeah demonizing queer people like it's like we're we're seeing it right now like I'm, I'm probably like you know never gonna go to florida again <laughs> while all these like new laws in there are in effect where like everybody becomes a bathroom cop now yeah. <laughs> down there effective like july 1st uh yeah probably just never gonna be able to go to florida again cool. i saw you i saw you tweet that and i got yeah. sad about the idea of not being able to go to the kennedy space center again yeah but i i, I went that, there when like... i was like eight which is like the prime time to go there though oh 100 but I, I hope it's not never, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, who yeah. knows what, how things will be 20, 30 years down the road. But the the <laughs> point, yeah, your point is, is absolutely right. Like, and the other thing you said that I think bears further discussion is like, you can't appease fascists boy. Like it's a pity that we didn't learn this lesson in 1938. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's not like there's not, think that it's we not would. like there's not an ample body of evidence. And to, you like, they, they all you would talk about with Neville fucking Chamberlain is like appeasing fascists. Like people bring that up all the fucking time. So like there's a whole guy that's famous for it. It's devoid <laughs> of context though. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it, it it's meant to be like any weak leader, which ends up the fascists end up using that to mm. to criticize their opponents rather because it's just like, oh, you're being weak, you need to be strong. Yeah. But how only many, in the way that like, we want you to be. How many fucking British Churchill worshiping turfs or, you know, yeah, inviting in UKIP and or whatever the equivalent, you know, the, they are constantly, in, yeah. inviting in the equivalent of like millennial Oswald Mosley into their conversation. And they're saying, oh, no, we don't want to be the appeasers. <laughs> no, it constantly happens with uh, that uh, whatever Posey Parker or whatever. Another one of these things are like not a Bill Donahue filled out. Yeah, not Parker, another, Posey. Okay. Not Parker Posey. It's another Don't ruin Bill Donahue. Me. Yeah, it's a Bill Donahue, Phil Donahue thing where you really want to make sure you're not getting it wrong. <laughs> no, Posey Parker, the 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 shitty turf. No, she's constantly doing that. Uh, 
like just buddying up with all of these fascists and like outright, you know, fascist white nationalists and stuff. Uh, to the point where she's saying like, no, 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 I'm not, not, I'm not even a feminist. I've never been a feminist. She's choosing that side. So yeah, cool. The Glad other... to see the Dodgers just uh, <laughs> backing down to this sort. Right. Yeah. The the thread I wanted to tie into this before we maybe talk about something a little <laughs> bit more fun, or we can keep talking about this. I'm happy yeah. to talk about this as long as you guys want. Um, is this in the context of what happened at all the NHL pride nights, yeah. not all the NHL pride nights, but you know, basically Ivan Provorov opened yeah. the, the door that said like, it's, it's optional mm-hmm. to tolerate gay people. Like, and the NHL didn't do anything because their culture, mm-hmm. first of all, I think it's probably still as much as they want to say, well, what about James Van Riemsdyk and what about Scott Lawton and what about all these guys who do you can play and shit like that? And, you know, you know, there was a, a talk about um, when it was coming around to the Maple Leafs um, that, oh, this will never happen here because Morgan Riley's really involved with um like pride in toronto and and queer causes and stuff like that and he's one of the big voices in that room and he'd never tolerate somebody doing what provorov did and it came around to toronto and Ilya samsonov sat out yeah and like it's not even the the equivalence the false equivalence between the uh, not wearing the pride jersey and not wearing like the military appreciation jersey for instance it bothers me um on the sense in the sense that like it would never occur to any of these guys to like you don't exist in a world where you get enough, get good enough at pro sports to go pro, or if you don't exist in a world that you you get a good enough at sports to go pro and be the kind of person who would think to protest military appreciation jersey. But also, like what it says is what is acceptable and what's not. Like this is, you know, in terms of the actual mechanics of the protest, sitting out, um, the the pregame skate, not wearing the rainbow jersey. Like it's disruptive. It's meant to be disruptive. And what they found out is that there's going to be no pushback. Yeah. They'll just capitulate. They'll just roll over. And so having been emboldened by that, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers are aware that hockey exists. Maybe they haven't been paying attention to that or, you know, I almost said Phil Donahue again. It's (laughs) I'm never going to get it right. (laughs) That Irish motherfucker um, is I don't know if they're paying attention to what went on in the NHL this year, but if with that context, it's just, I'm just waiting for someone with actual power to not, you know, not act like wet tissue paper when they get any resistance from hate groups. And that's like, that's what we should be calling them. I don't want unity with these people. Yeah, I don't want to support organizations that want unity with these people. I want that kind of hatred to be marginalized. Yeah. I want it to be unacceptable to go out there and like be nakedly homophobic like that. And yeah, they want nothing to do with me. Why should I tolerate this whatsoever? You yeah, know, we don't need to get into like a freshman college tolerance paradox thing here. But like, no, it's it's just so silly. And the, uh, like, yeah, don't sell yourself to, short. I had that yeah. that argument in a graduate political philosophy yeah. class. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, but like, yeah, going back to like the, just the, them using the term unity. It's God, it's in the that, spirit that, of unity, that pushed me off. Really, the, it's like, offensive. Oh. That's offensive. <laughs> that was such salt on the wound. Yeah, of, like a, a like a shitty. It is like without considering the context of the message at all. It is a shitty thing to do mm-hmm. to disinvite them mm-hmm. with a public statement. I'm assuming they did not get a heads up before this, and it's just like, like oh, that Emily sucks. Post is apoplectic. Yeah. But to actually look at the language that they use in order to do this, it's just like, oh, yeah, like you are co-opting the language of inclusivity Mm -hmm. to be exclusive. And it's it's just so it's like words don't mean anything anymore. It's like, oh, in the spirit of unity, comma, doing the exact opposite of that is that's our statement. And it's just. Fuck you. <sighs> Cowardice is not a strong enough word. No, it really isn't. They do want unity. They just don't want unity with you. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're willing to say you're not welcome in order to make other people feel less uncomfortable. 
are all these fucking like Catholic League losers? Are they gonna go buy Pride Night tickets now? <laughs> like, what'd you even get out of this? Like, you're you're amoral, so you can have the you know for the bottom dollar for the bottom line. But like, what what, what did you even get out of this? Nothing. Yeah. These people There's can't nothing. afford Dodgers tickets. They're all no. fixed incomes. No, it's just a bunch of people. They they want to you know get trending on Twitter for a day, get their group mentioned on Fox News. That's it. That's it. That's all you did. That's all you did was give them a. Uh, Give them the limelight for a little bit. We got it. We got it. Good job. Like I didn't before they put before they announced this announcement. I didn't know that there was any sort of campaign or anything to get this group. No. Yeah, I heard nothing about it. No idea about this. And this kind of thing is the thing that gets like boosted on Twitter now more than ever. And that's you can just tell. Like going back to saying like where they just don't care mm -hmm. because if they had done a little bit of calculus on this, if they done a little bit of math on this, they would have figured out like, okay, how many people are actually talking about this? Like you know that they know how to like look up on Twitter how much like you know what stuff's trending. How many people are talking about something like they can they can use, you know, Google Analytics. They, they know how to do these things. They have much more advanced ways to do that. But, you know, what? nope, they didn't do it. They're the fucking like, Dodgers. Yeah, they just went like, oh, no, it's some gay shit. Like, Ugh, no, OK, no, don't like let's we don't want we don't we don't need any more of those like uh, blue checks calling us groomers and the, the, the dimensions anymore. Like, that's all you got out of it. That's all you got out of it was some guys not calling you groomers for. You know, a couple minutes until they see a screenshot of someone right. with a Bud Light can at Dodger Stadium. But like you said, That's they're it. not they're not going to stop calling you groomers. No, they're like, not. They never will. What <laughs> you know, leaving aside the moral element out of this for just for a second. Like, it's never been easier to yeah. tell who the bad faith actors are. Absolutely. Because they're because they're like so, so dumb yeah. and like blatant about it. They're not. They're not trying to hide it because they don't have to anymore. Yeah. Uh, mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Any 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 more bad vibes thoughts? Yeah, we can get all the bad vibes. No, right let's now. not. If I've I got to finish writing an article, yeah, I was okay. gonna say I wanted <laughs> I want to talk about like the the Christian persecution complex so bad, but we'll be here literally all night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just do some mailbag quick. Uh, okay, let's do this one from Carrie. Uh, who would win the MLB app glitch 1970 ghost expos or the Collins's baseball team uh, from Twilight? Okay, so we have we have ghosts versus vampires. Have you seen this thing with the app? Did you? I haven't did... seen the app. No. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen Twilight either. The MLB I know that... app is sending out push notifications for games that happened years or even decades ago. What? Yeah. Just people are just kind of getting them randomly if you have your like notifications turned on. And it will just be some game. Don't know if it's because they're doing stuff on the back end or whatever, but like they it's just pushing out notifications like, oh yeah, you know, fucking uh Squire hit a home run. Like that I that is that is the makings of a of a like moderately serviceable creepypasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna say like a Black Mirror episode. I think it's cool. I think it's cool though. But um, okay, so we got the vampires. My understanding is the vampires were not good at baseball. Uh, they so they were so good at as baseball. someone <laughs> there as someone who watched actually watched that movie because so I. a boy I liked in college wanted to see it, so I went with him. The only reason um, anyone ever watches any movie. That's a much better reason than the reason I watched that movie. So the Cullens, the scene in the movie, they're all they're all vampires with superpowers. And that you know, they really like to blow off steam by playing baseball, but they have superpowers, so they have to do it away from everybody so that people don't see. And also they have to do it during a thunderstorm because apparently they're so strong that the crack of the bat sounds like thunder. Uh so they need to play it during mm-hmm. uh weather in order to hide their how good they are at it um, yeah and they're like they're, they're playing an outfield that's like good you know 1500 feet long because they're running out into the forest yeah and, and they stuff. and they have to do it uh with supermassive black hole uh playing in the background that's also a requirement <laughs> Man, so I've seen stills from this, and <laughs> Supermassive Black Hole does not fit the vibe I, no. I infer <laughs> no. from the stills. No, it's a mess. 
one of the I, one of the girls in that picture in that game is wearing Ben Cisco's Homestead Grays cap from the uh, from the pilot <laughs> oh, of the Star Trek. Is she, Space Niners? Is she wearing yeah. a Niners one? Actually, no, no. It's uh, the it's um okay. the oh. the black one with white stripes and the G. It's okay. similar. I think like one of the on hers the stripe goes through oh, the G, yeah, and yeah. it for Cisco's uh, doesn't. But so mm-hmm. it's not literally the same prop. But... I forgot how fucking green this movie was. <laughs> Everything is green in the Pacific Northwest. There's just like a tint to it. <laughs> Everything looks like Starbucks merch. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how you'd compare a ghost to these vampires playing baseball. I have no idea what you do with this question. Feels like the superpowers went out mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. yeah. I know that. Was that on here? The... I had a discussion at some point about like if you could assemble a team of X-Men to play another team of X-Men, who like Ooh, who would yeah. you pick? Did we do that here? No, I don't think so. Okay, well. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we can we'll, sit we'll, on we'll that talk one. about it later. We'll sit <laughs> on that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, yeah, ghosts are incorporeal and therefore can't swing a bat. So mm. I'm just going to go with the one with the superpowers. But also cannot be tagged out. Mm. Ah, yeah interesting okay you just have to they just have to walk every time though because they can't put the ball yeah. into play so yeah i think this might be one of the worst baseball games of all time if, i'm getting uh, bored let's happened. move on let's move on <laughs> yeah uh timbo should shohei buy the a's this off season i don't no. think he's gonna get his uh he's you too... know his he's not gonna get a lump sum it's not the law he's too perfect and beautiful yeah. i don't want him to be an owner could he get a mortgage to buy the a's i wonder if he could get a mortgage to buy the a's would they let an active mlb player buy an entire team it's happened jordan owned the wizards when when he played for them and, and my like my one of my favorite like sports ownership things is uh is Mario Lemieux, how he came to own the Penguins when, so they were in such bad financial um, shape that when they were shaking out, when they went into bankruptcy and were shaking out who all the creditors were, their biggest creditor was Mario Lemieux because he deferred so much of his salary. And (laughs) instead of cash or a settlement, he just converted that to stock in the team. And so he came to be the controlling owner of the Penguins because they owed him so much back salary and you, I don't think you could do that anymore just because franchise values have, have exploded yeah. across all sports and wages have not kept up, which, you know, isn't that the fucking story <laughs> of American <laughs> economics since the end of the cold war, but that's the only way I could see it done. But you know, Steven, what you said about he's too pure, he, you know, I don't want him to want to be an owner. Like that's like, when you look at, and I'm going to keep bringing up other sports, but you look at how the NBPA has conducted itself. It's very clear that all like the Chris Paul and LeBron James are like, these are guys who don't view themselves as workers. They view themselves as wanting to one day join the rentier class. And, you know, yeah. so I like I judge Jeter not because the Marlins were bad, but because he wanted to be an owner. I'm like mm-hmm. you will always be hired help. They will never let you into this club. You're only deluding yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh okay, frivolous asks. We haven't had a good nine to three put out in a while. What's up with that? I haven't checked on the stats the last time there's a ninety three put out, but every I feel like every time I've seen one of them, my team has been on the bad end of it, and really nothing feels worse than that. I think than the fucking right fielder throwing you out at first. God, that sucks. Does that have to? We haven't seen one. Is that because Miguel Sano's not in the league anymore? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> this feels like something that yeah. would happen to Ugh. the Phillies in 2023. I witnessed the Yankees do it to the Twins and one where they eliminated them from the playoffs. Like I was there. It was terrible. Oh, oh yeah. geez. <laughs> it's like I like nine to three putouts just like make me cringe when I see them. Serious answer. Yeah. I think that the shift took away a lot of balls that could have been nine three putouts because it's going mm-hmm. to the second baseman and not the the right fielder. Um, obviously the calculus on that is a little different this year. And I also think it hurts that pitchers aren't hitting anymore Yeah, because everybody, even if they're slow, well, almost everybody pitchers in Yadier Molina are not hitting anymore. Uh, now everybody who hits the ball in the right field is going to leg it to first base. All right. Last one. Jana says, do you think MLB would permit community groups slash nonprofits? 
to buy team the jersey ad patches. For example, we all pool our exchange and purchase the A's uh, ad patch and ask that they wear a sell the team patch. Uh, they, no, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. happen. They never let, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jana. No, no. That's uh, never going to happen. Very fun thing to think <laughs> about, but yeah um you could definitely are, are we doing i know they do this in soccer like hiring planes to fly banners overhead you probably mm. do that oh i'm sure that will happen at some point if probably. it hasn't already the, the i mean they fans were at the coliseum have been bringing signs in like yeah like yeah. there was a tailgate uh the uh, there's an account the the baseball's last dive dive bar ballpark or whatever uh they hosted a tailgate where they had like a board with Fisher and Cavill's faces on them, and they were they had people like throw tomatoes at them, like pitch a yeah, giant, there was that. a giant bucket of tomatoes. They just got to pitch awesome. it, and which that fucking rules. Shout out to A's fans. They're, did I, did I tell you guys good. about the the banner that was flying over Citizens Bank Park before Phillies playoff games last year? No, it somebody hired a, a plane to drag a banner promoting her OnlyFans. And oh it, was, it flew over CBP before at least two or three games during, I think it was the NLCS. Good Lord. <laughs> um, they needed to fly lower because I couldn't make out what the act, what like the actual OnlyFans account was. I just saw OnlyFans.com slash jumbled trailing mm-hmm. banner. So you got to get a blip go to next Phillies time. Game. That's where uh, I want to give up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know that we're wrapping up, but I just saw a tweet. I, we, I, I feel like it is our duty to discuss this. Is Chris Christie going to become the the president of the Mets? Excuse me? Scoop, multiple sources of direct knowledge are telling me that Chris Christie will be announcing... Oh, fuck me! I saw a Steve... No, running for president. Running for president. I was going to say, I saw a president of the United States. I like how you don't assume that he's talking about president of the United States. You thought it was something to do with the Mets. Steve Cohen's name is in the tweet, so I'm like, oh, Steve Cohen's appointing him president of the Mets. That's so funny. Oh God, that's <laughs> no, so embarrassing. No, he. I wonder which one he's uh, more likely to get. Which job he's more likely to get? Uh, <laughs> the president, the president, of, like baseball operations or whatever of this the is, Mets or president of the United States. I don't see this is incredibly funny to think about. Uh, Chris Christie versus Donald Trump Republican primary part mm. two. I think Christie would stand a better chance of of like beating Trump in his own game than most of the other Republican candidates would just because he has a combative bone in his body. Yeah. Oh, well, like who are the other, who are the, who are the other ones right now? Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, who I'm not sure she knows she's running for president. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do you see DeSantis, uh, smiling super normal the other day? Yeah. Yeah, It's really, really negative, really pleasing to the eyes. Chris Christie reminds me it's, we need to elect another governor from South Jersey again. (laughs) It's not a coincidence that the last, governor who had a decent or progressive bone in his entire body was jim florio who was the last south jersey governor these clowns like they keep fucking electing chris chris republican prosecutors and and investment bankers and they wonder why the state's going to shit uh there's so there's our south jersey update get your get your south s s yeah that you is, don't that fucking is... need those clients where all the the fucking pollution is your taylor ham take no, central I... jersey with you the like there there the is fucking no fairy lady yeah i know that, that that's it's so funny it, like people who say they're from central jersey like is that like a pick a side it's, sort of if there's anything worse than if there's anything worse than like new york won't fuck you it's north jersey won't fuck you Ooh. like yeah. that's the no north jersey is a fabrication of like the minds of weird freaks who are completely unable to commit to the fact and and acknowledge the fact that yes they they live in fucking North Jersey. See, I just picture uh, like that movie Copland, like that. That's all of North Jersey is just that. I mean, it's, it's all, a lot like... of South Jersey too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's I, just all I, towns I remember where coming like, back. Everyone here is a cop, and they'll uh, they'll murder you if you if you like it, I suspect they've done anything crooked. Yeah, I was yeah. living in Houston, and I came back home and like the racism on the billboards at home appalled me even compared to living in texas oh what a fun episode this one was yeah (laughs) don't ever ask mike trout about politics if anybody asks mike trout about politics i will fly to wherever they are and punch them in the face i am grateful that he and bryce harper Mm -hmm. are both 
very well media trained. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. no, not to do that. Definitely. All right. Fangraphs, Michael Bowen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank appreciate you for you coming me. back. No thanks in. to you, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know you treat me so hard.